guys. Hey, guys. I'm Maya. I'm Samnika. And this is another episode of Bitch, Bitch I'm, I'm Just, just trying, trying to Graduate. graduate. Alright, so today we're going to talk to you guys about summertime magic. A grad student's guide. For summer research and other things. Yeah. So, in our last episode, we talked about the differences between HBCUs and PWIs and how there isn't really a competition between the two. Both HBCUs and PWIs produce successful black citizens with positive contributions. Regardless of your choice to attend either a PWI or HBCU, it really doesn't indicate anything but your choice. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, I went to HBCU. I love my experience. It was great. I transitioned from HBCUs to a PWI, and it hasn't been that great, but I'm still thriving and I'm still surviving, and bitch, I'm about to graduate. So today, (laughs) our main topic is, this is our last episode of the semester of our season, and we are entering summer. So for most of you, classes have ended, they're about to end, hopefully they have ended, it's almost the end of May, so they should have ended, if not, whew. Um, I'm hang sorry. In there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's almost over. I mean, it's summertime, and some, with summertime as a graduate student, one mountain has you've climbed one mountain only to get an even bigger mountain. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all the research that you probably were thinking about in the middle of exams and homework and so on and so forth, you now have to pretty much do. Like you. Yep. Your semesters are filled with times where you're basically planning research or doing minimal research compared to what you can do in the summer. And summer is kind of hard for most graduate students because while the productivity is there, you don't necessarily want to just sit around and do research all the time. Because it's summer. It's summer. It's hot. You want to get out there, probably wear shorts and a skirt or a dress or pants or whatever you're you're into. Mm -hmm. And you want to go out and about and have some fun. Yeah, because when we were undergrads, you know, once we did spring finals, summer, we didn't have to do pretty much anything. For the I most part, we didn't have to do anything. We might have had summer any, jobs. Yeah, I don't remember any summer vacations now that grad school is taking over. I mm. usually take my vacations not during the summer. I take my vacations in February where I would try to, like, go somewhere out of the country. But then, of course, I was saving up for that vacation the entire year. So mm-hmm. I was only able to do one. And then usually around Christmas or Thanksgiving, I go visit family. But usually in the summer, nope, I'm not going anywhere. I go to conferences. So usually I have a conference in July and one in August. Mm. I'm not going to the one in July this year because it is in, like, France or Spain, and I don't have the money for that because they alternate. So, yeah. like, one year it's in North America, and then, then the another year it's, in like, it's international. That's pretty cool. No, it's not in it's not in France or Spain. It's in Malaysia. I remember that. Malaysia? Asia. Go off. It's in Asia. I was trying to see if I had the money for that, and I didn't have the money for that. Yeah, most of my conferences are in the fall or early, early, early um, spring. So I, my summers are literally field work mm-hmm. and other research things, which I actually like because I can pick my own pace to do stuff. I guess we'll get into like some nice tips to kind of help get you through summer research and just surviving summer really as a graduate student this is probably your most chill time if you let it be Uh but there's a couple of things that you might need to just check on before you get to like ultra chill mode 
Yeah. So the main topics we're going to discuss today is communicating with your advisor over the summer because sometimes your advisor might leave or you might be in a different place because if you're going to go do field work across the states, you need to make sure you have a method of com- a method to communicate with your advisor yes, because you won't see them every day. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the summer being kind of a vacation, but not really because it's summertime and classes are over, but you still got to do work. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about time management because now you have a little bit more time to do stuff because but you might feel like it's all the time in the world and next thing you know it's going to be august and the semester is going to start again we're going to talk about field work Mm -hmm. and planning that and actually implementing those plans writing a lot of times a lot of times people spend the summer trying to catch up on writing and then lastly, we're going to talk about funding and insurance. Well, I wouldn't put that lastly. I'd move that yeah. to the front. So okay, I, we're going to talk about that first. Yeah, I'll talk about funding and insurance <laughs> because to me, that kind of sets the tone as well as communicating with your advisor, mm-hmm. like how your summer is going to be. So currently at our university, they do things a little differently. Yeah. As a graduate student, if you are on a waiver, it, whether it be teaching or research, you should have some form of funding that will cover most of your months of summer. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine. I think we only have to go through one month of not having funding. Yeah. So our universities usually operate. We You get paid the nine months, which is the fall and the spring. Summer, it's two months. Mm-hmm. And then usually the time of August, you don't get a paycheck. If you do have a waiver, like a tuition waiver or health care, you still have health care coverage over August. Yeah. You just don't get a paycheck. You just August don't get 16. a paycheck. And I'll be like, mm, you cut my health care. I'll, I'll get that. Right. Like, I, can, I will make sure I don't get into a car accident. Yeah, because you have to spend money, like, you get a whole month no paycheck, and then you still, if you're registering for classes, you have fees and stuff that come with that. So that's your rent money <laughs> for the right. month of August, pretty much they going like, we don't towards. Have to pay rent in August. Like it, it doesn't make sense. But these are the kind of things that we want students to be aware of. I honestly never heard of only getting paid eleven months out of the year until I got to this university. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I'll make do with what I have. I mean, when I came at the beginning of August, I thought I was going to get an August paycheck. It was like, nope, we ain't paying you till the middle of September. That month was rough for me. Yeah, because you have to pay your rent for August, and then you have to pay your rent for September mm-hmm. based off of the checks you get in and, June. And, and, our, and our stipend is barely enough money to pay if we have a month, <gasps> let alone being able to put a few dollars away each month so you can make sure you cover that month. You just said a word like that's literally <laughs> what it was like people say oh you should always have like two or three months salary and savings yeah. bitch i don't even have what savings it, yeah I, as a graduate student to have a savings account you are already a rock star and a cowboy i think my savings account got 40 dollars on it i have a decent savings account but it's to a point now that i i'm not worried about necessarily me yeah and my family but more so like people who are coming up there for the summer mm-hmm. and are just starting. And then they have a realization that in August, hey, look, man, we ain't getting a paycheck. That's crazy to me. But I digress. Um, the main takeaway is to make sure you know how your funding situation is set up. If you need to plan accordingly, because that might affect how you register for classes in the summer or other things. Another thing that you might want to check into is insurance. Not all universities are the same. Mm-hmm. And most universities you have coverage for the entire 
time you are a graduate student or a student in general. Yeah, whether you're registered or not. Whether you're registered or not. At our university, they... That is not the case. No. Um, They go through multiple enrollment periods, and you can opt out of insurance at any time you want. The thing is, in the summertime, it's a little bit different because they expect you, if you're not enrolled in classes, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, to have to pay for your insurance as far as if you need to go out of the university. Mm -hmm. So you will still get university insurance, meaning that you can go to your local student health center center and get anything you need. But if you are one of those people who are a graduate student and you might need to see like a dermatologist Mm -hmm. or any other type of specialist, you will probably have to pay out of pocket a decent sized amount of money to have to deal with any health concerns. I will say one thing, because two years ago, two summers ago, I had to have knee surgery. As a grad student, we don't make that much money. Therefore, more than likely, you will qualify for the having low-income um, programs where you don't have to pay out-of-pocket, where they will cover either half of your medical costs or your yes. complete medical costs. Like me, as a grad student, I don't make enough money as a graduate student. Therefore, they will pay 100% of my medical bills. Hey, hey, people that are against financial assistance, this is the one time that you need it. Yes. Okay? Okay, thanks. Because I could not have paid for knee surgery out of pocket. No. And I mean, and if you check with your university, of course, mm-hmm. to see if they have these type of rules and things, because they don't put all of this in writing in no. a way that's understandable to you as a student. They're never straightforward about these type of things. And sometimes like, I've even had to call up there and be like, okay, so what's the deal for the summer? How much insurance do I actually get? Mm-hmm. How much would y'all be willing to help me? If I need to go to the hospital, how much would I have to pay hypothetically? Right. And they tell you, and then sometimes they're not the best mm-hmm. and they might be a little snooty, but... Also, go look at your urgent care facilities around where you're staying, as well as the hospitals, to see if they have any financial assistance programs, which will be beneficial to you. I mean, these are just things that we've kind of had to learn how to do since we've been in grad school, or, or just things that, little tricks of the trade that we've had to pe- basically pick up to survive. Right. Because ain't nothing worse than you having to work during the summer and having to do a whole bunch of stuff for your research, and then something happens to you, and you can't even go get medicine for it. Right. All right. So the next thing we want to talk about is communication with your advisor. So making a plan to stay in touch with your advisor, because you don't want your advisor to go MIA, because some of them will do that. And start your plan in January. Yeah. But since it's May, let's help you catch up on some of that stuff that you should have done. Yes. That remember, at the end of the day, your project is your responsibility, but it's always good to have that communication with your advisor. I honestly, I don't like emails. I'm not the best emailer. Mm-hmm. I will email when necessary, but I am more of a I need to see you face to face type person. If you know that your field work is not going to be in the same state or if your advisor is not going to be in the same state, why don't y'all propose to have a Skype meeting every like either be weekly or biweekly mm-hmm. and you guys can just try to hone in and talk about stuff. That way you can kind of gauge how your advisors, you know, feeling about some projects and you can kind of show any insecurities you might have about something. I don't feel like emails are necessarily the best way to communicate 
certain things. Like if a student is genuinely curious about it, I don't think that curiosity can be conveyed in an email except for like, I don't know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. or that sounds interesting. But, you know, like it's only so far you can go with a email. I feel like video communication Mm -hmm. would be better. Yeah. Send the email to set up a Skype chat. Yeah. Or a Zoom chat or a phone call. And even if your advisor is there and you are there, summertime is usually more chill. Your Mm -hmm. advisor probably meets with you heavy during the semester because they know how busy you are. or They're just as busy because they're teaching or whatever they do. And (laughs) your goal is during the summer to be as productive as you can. Mm -hmm. And you can just be like, hey, instead of us meeting every week, how about we meet every two weeks? But when we have these meetings, instead of them being like, I don't know, 15 minutes. I've I've heard people have 15 minute meetings. You don't think that's a good thing? I least no. touch base. I uh, I think it's a good thing when you when you're seasoned. Okay. But if you're like a new student, you need to lead us out a 30 minute meeting with your advisor. Okay. Yeah. Um as far as me, I know at the beginning of our podcast I talked about how with my advisor we set goals for each semester. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the fall semester, I set a list of like three or four major goals and had a conversation with my advisor about it. Um, and then in the spring, we talk about what my fall goals were and whether or not I accomplished them. And one thing I noticed with my advisor is when we did those goals, it was just for the fall and the spring. And to me, it didn't make any sense that I wasn't doing anything for the summer. So I took it upon myself to set goals for the summer for myself. And at the beginning of the summer, I would talk to him about my summer goals and what I accomplished in the spring. Because it the first year I did it, it made no sense for me to wait until our fall goals meeting to talk about what I did or did not complete in the spring. Yeah. So one thing you could do right now is set a list of two or three goals and ask your advisor, can we have a quick meeting? Like, these are the things I want to accomplish over the summer. Do you think it will be, is this enough? Do you think it's too too ambitious? Like, what should I do? Um, what else do you want me to do? Is there anything you want me to change? Hopefully, if you're doing field work, you would have talked to your advisor about the field work that you are going to do so you can make sure that why you're doing the work they are okay with it because nothing's worse than september hitting and you say hey this is what i did over the summer and then they're like hey that wasn't that's not enough it's too late yeah and i mean like the goal of summer research is more so to play catch up with everything that you've done right or that you should have been doing if you had to like you know, stop. I don't want to yeah. say slack. Slack is a horrible word. But, to pause. Me. but if you had to take a pause for like research purposes or, or writing purposes, or people had grant writing to do, and usually grants are due in the middle of your semester, mm-hmm. you have classes that you have to take, so you have stuff to do there. So to me, summer research is getting stuff done that you probably didn't finish during the semester, mm-hmm. and then also having to deal with. Um, field research or any major research projects that you know that you need to get out of the way before the next semester starts. Yeah, I have a manuscript that I got reviews back from um, about a month ago that I just didn't have time to do yet, but this summer I'm going to use that to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, it. that's literally just how it goes, right? That, hey, that's it. I think what I like to do is um, I like to plan the big stuff. So if I have field work to do, I will plan all my field research probably around April and May. Mm -hmm. And then for all of the summer months, so June, July, August, I will 
That'll be the big thing that I have to do. Right. So make sure that that is operating smoothly. I already have it pre-planned out. That was most of my spring. And then all the small stuff that I need to do, any writing, any mentoring, because I, I usually do a lot of mentoring in the summer, too. And I usually want to make sure that that's taken care of, but that the big thing, the main thing, is also taken care of as well. So with that, and we talked about the field work, hopefully, if you know, you should have... We want to say about planning your field work. Some of you might not be doing field work for a few more weeks. Some of you might be starting tomorrow. But you want to try to plan your field work ahead of time. Yes, yes. But even if you don't, you still have time. Like, And when we say ahead of time, we mean before you get in the field. Mm-hmm. So Maya has a little bit more experience with this because I really didn't do re- field work for my dissertation. What advice or suggestions would you give about... So... <laughs> I thrive in field work because that's my favorite part. Field work to me is actually the fun part because that's like when you're not in the office, you just grab your shit and you go. You know, you're like, okay, I'm going out here and I'm doing stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. I love field work. It, it just wasn't in the cards for me. I know. I was like, I feel like more, side note, guys, mm-hmm. I feel like more people in academia or in, more so in the sciences, I don't care where, government, whatever, mm-hmm. I feel like you need those field work experiences to actually become a well-rounded scientist. Like, you cannot yeah. just have, like, office or just strictly lab experience. Did you do field work for your master's? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I did do field work for my master's, which is why I'm not, I don't feel like I missed out on anything. No, I feel like you should have a healthy dose of field work. You should have a healthy dose of wet lab work. Mm-hmm. And then you should have, like, doing analysis and, and stuff. stuff like that. So um, it makes you well-rounded. Yep. All right. Now, getting into the good stuff about field work. Um, you cannot go into summer planning your field work in the middle of summer. No. <laughs> I usually have to plan stuff at least two or three months ahead because that's kind of just how I roll. I'm a super planner in a way. For my recent project, I'm looking at stuff like, hey, I need to look at it from this perspective. And if we're going all the way down here, I like to already start on a budget of how much things would cost mm-hmm. to get to plan, point plan, A. Plan. Yeah. You do not want to run out of money. Because you got to remember, you're not just planning just going down there and grab some shit and come back. Mm-hmm. You're also looking at it from the perspective of like, all right, how much grant money do I have? Mm-hmm. If I can budget all this for under, I don't know, let's say $5,000 and then still have some more money to put for your analysis, like what can you do? You know, it's, it's more so looking at it from the perspective of, okay, I am now the CEO, CFO, and everything FO for this project. My advisor is there to basically be my Yoda, but this is my baby and my brainchild. I'm going to do what I need to do. So the way that I look at things, I start looking at it from the perspective of how much money do I, can I spend? How many people can I get to help me with it? What can I do to help me do it fast and efficient? Like, you don't want to be doing field work all summer. You you also need to take care of yourself. This is when we'll get into the self-care part. So usually, probably around, like, March and April and part of May, I'll start planning my research project. I make sure I have all my IRBs in order. I make sure that I have... All my ideas written up. Because, I mean, if you wrote a research proposal, you pretty much have a blueprint. You just need to actually start going through your proposal and start putting stuff together and section it off on what needs to be done first. Right. I already have, like, cars booked for where I need to go. I already have a team. I uh, I have a script of what they need to say when we get to where we need to go. Make sure that all the equipment that I need and all the supplies I need has been ordered. Make sure everything has been put where it needs to be. Start making your Excel files if you need for your data management and 
everything. Like if you're going out there and you're collecting, the worst thing you can do is have to open up an Excel file in the middle of collecting samples and then trying to in, enter stuff. Like, no. Uh, if you need GPS, um, find the best GPS that works for you. If you have money to get something better, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, just just literally go through and you got to do research before you do the actual research. Research everything that will help you make your field work the more most efficient for you and then go from there. So the next thing that we want to talk about is time management in summer. So the best thing about summer is that this is a time where you now have more time. You're not taking classes. You're not teaching. You don't have to really deal with like undergrads that may be working in your lab that much. It's the time where you get to be like, okay, now I can completely focus on research. I can write. I can do everything that I've been wanting to do. Mm-hmm. But it's also summer. So the campus seems shut down. You might look at your calendar and now instead of it being completely filled with stuff, now you Ooh. have so many blank spaces. Mm. And what you might do is be like, hey, okay, it's summer. I don't have to wake up at nine o'clock anymore. Nope. I can sleep in until noon. Let me tell you how beautiful it is when a campus is quiet. When a campus is quiet and like you can actually drive through there without somebody just playing, I don't know, Frogger. It's a beautiful feeling. Like, I just, I love it. (laughs) Or without the students just, like, walking out, not even look, like, both ways. On their phones and stuff. I just don't get it. Like, come on, you're grown. Be better. Right. So just because it's summertime doesn't mean that you should change your schedule the way that, schedule from where you are. If you're used to getting into the office at 9 o'clock, the Mm -hmm. best thing you can do is still get into the office at 9 o'clock. If you're eating... I don't know. I say, I, try your hardest. Try your hardest to get in at 9 o'clock. But occasionally, you can slide in there at like 1030. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Just be productive. Be productive. But if you slide in there at 1030, you can't leave at 4. No, you can't. You got to stay until you can't. 6. You can't. Like, don't do that. <laughs> you still need to dedicate at least eight hours of time of work a day. So even I agree. if you get in there a little bit late, you should try. This is the, the most productive time you're going to have is the summertime where you get to just Go to work and actually work on your stuff. Your day is not broken up because you have to go to class or you have to teach or you have to prep for classes or any of that. Mm. Some of you, if you're not doing field work and your lab mates are doing field work, this is the best time where they're gone. So your office is quiet. Yes. Take advantage of that. Yes. And I can honestly say I rarely was able to go in at 1030. I would always think that that would be nice, but I was mentoring undergraduate students or students from other universities so i had to be there at like eight o'clock in the morning at the latest thank god nine and i mean like on the days where my students were doing other things then i can kind of work from home a little bit sleep in if i chose to and then go on work and be productive see me i'm on that nine to four so whether or not it is in the middle of june or if it's in the middle of december i am in the office at nine o'clock and i am leaving at four o'clock the only thing that changes about the summer is I don't have to teach. I don't have to worry about taking classes. I don't have to do homework. Like, I can dedicate the entire seven to eight hours completely to research. I say do what, do what works for you and also has the approval of your advisor. Because some advisors are very lax in the summer. And say, if you're not doing field work and you're mainly writing, I would talk to your advisor about, okay, so I'm going to do this here, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do this from home. And if they let you get away with doing work at home and stuff like that, you better have the results when they ask for the results. But if you can do it, do it. 
And now your advisor may leave to go on vacation for two weeks. Just because they're not there don't mean you don't need to be there. Officially. Officially. I'm sorry. I'm 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 just giving bad habits. Like just see, look, look. She's the evil Kermit right now. The summer. Yeah, I'm evil Kermit right now. I realize that. Like I have my cape on, and I'm like, allegedly, you probably shouldn't, or officially on the record, you probably shouldn't do that. And I mean, actually, do work while your advisor's gone. You probably do the best work while your advisor's gone. That because is true. They're not gonna be walking in the office, you know, by badgering you or anything like that. So I mean, like, you're fine. You're right. great. Like I said earlier, set goals, make timelines. Remember when you're setting goals, make sure they're smart growth. So they're specific, they're measurable. You can um, hold yourself accountable. They're time limited. So you need to be like, hey, I'm going to work on this and I need to have it done by this. Yes. Make sure you set plenty of goals for yourself and make sure that you have one ultimate goal for the week, many goals to get to the ultimate goal. And then take make sure that every week you still do something for you. Mm-hmm. Don't just make it super, super work-oriented. Like, be productive, but also relax. Like, relax. Yeah, the great thing about summertime is the sun no longer sets at 4 o'clock. So even when you leave at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, it's still going to be sunny outside. You're still going to be able to go out and go for a walk. Why are you looking like that? No, because I'm thinking. I'm like, don't, oh. don't drink too much. Like, no, you know, don't drink too much. At, you know, at 4, everybody end up at some bar. And I'd be 5 like, o'clock somewhere. I'm mad that I literally <laughs> had a face of just disgust thinking, like, going to a bar at 4. I'm like, how much alcohol do you need? I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. Say that for the weekend. Yeah. For Saturday, Friday. Anything else you want to say about time management? More so plan other things. Like, what I like to do is I don't necessarily just plan for the summer or what I need to do for the summer. I also start planning for the fall. One thing that usually happens a lot in the fall, committee meetings. Mm Everybody has to do a committee meeting. If I were you, I would start planning the committee meetings or start getting your documents together for your committee meetings. Graduate students, if you're going to do your prelims or quals and stuff, start getting stuff together that you anticipate they might ask you and start organizing that. I I say the earlier the better, and but I, it's because I'm a weirdo planner. <laughs> well, one thing I was thinking when she was about to say plan, I thought she was going to say Plan your breaks and your bullshit. Because we already told you about that. So I was getting there. Okay. But I was like, I was like, she's talking about the fall. I'm talking about the summer. You, I was like, you need to plan. I feel like sometimes your bullshit has to be spontaneous. I mean, like, so, like plan it, but keep it, keep it well organized to the point that it's not ruining your productivity. Like, you can't just leave in the middle of the week and be like, hey, guys, I'm out. Like, no, I think sometimes it's better for you to... Have extended weekends mm-hmm. and just leave on of, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, you know, like have you Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Be mm-hmm. back fresh on work at Monday, and then do what you need to do. I don't see anything wrong with that. I'm trying to. I don't. I'm in a unique situation where like my lab is just like cool and different, mm-hmm. but um, I'm trying to get in the habit of giving myself a little bit more time. But to me, the most important thing is productivity. And I'll take an extended weekend and go have fun. And then as long as I'm back at work on Monday and I'm doing what I need to do, that'll be great for me. Yeah, we're just going to really emphasize the fact that as a grad student, you're both basically your boss and your employee. So if you leave a little bit early, no one's really going to tell you, especially if your advisor is on vacation. 
only you gonna know so you might be like hey sam go ahead leave early i ain't gonna tell nobody it's okay and when it's time for them to ask you what you've done you better have your work <laughs> you better right. have it so no one's really gonna hold you accountable until that final product it needs to be there and you need to make sure you are making the steps to get to that so yes you got to be a strict boss on yourself because some people be like to me be like oh wait um you what do you mean? You can you can just push that off to another day. And I'm like, nope, mm-mm, mm-mm, my boss, mm-mm. my boss is very strict with me. And then they'd be like, wait, but you're your own boss. Yes, I am. My boss is going to be really pissed off. My future self. Sometimes I, I talk about my past self and my future self because sometimes I'd be like, why the did my past self sign me up for this? Yeah. What was she thinking? And then I got to sit up there and do what she told me to do before. Or I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this because my future self is going to hate me if I don't. I don't know. I've kind of conditioned myself to, I think of, as a grad student, I kind of think of vacations as like, okay, two two ways. Like, I need a vacation because I'm stressed and I want to go see my mom and dad or whoever. So, I'm sorry, I need to go home. Mm. Or sometimes I think of them as rewards. More so in the summertime, I think of it as a reward. Because I like to, I like to be able to, hey, look, I've done this. Oh, great. My student has some time out. Fourth of July is coming up. I don't usually celebrate Fourth of July, but that just gives me enough time to go somewhere and, you know, just relax. Don't look at my laptop for a weekend. That's great. Like, I like doing stuff like that. All right. So the next thing that we want to talk about is self-care over the summer. Self-care is important. Self-care is probably the most important thing that you will need during the summer because if you're a typical graduate student, your semesters probably were a bit of a dumpster fire. And, and, and I mean, not necessarily in a bad way. It could have just been, like, to keep you warm at night. Canary's <laughs> just to carry stall over your semester. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're the people of King's Landing, and the dragon just came and burned all your shit up. I mean, like, that's it. That That's how usually semesters go, because you're being pulled left, you're being pulled right, and you now have to organize not only yourself and recondition yourself to only care about yourself, uh-huh. You now are in a place of kind of zen. Like, all you have to do is show up to work, do your work, and be like, <sighs> And there's this fine line because only we kind of, because we don't have, like, a regular job, per se, people think that we're still in school. They're going to think, oh, it's summertime. You're completely free. Mm-hmm. But you're not really. But So you don't want to fall into that trap of, I'm free, I don't have to do anything, it's summer. Yeah. But then you don't want to be in the thing of, where, well, it doesn't matter that I'm summer, I still have a job. So like I, in essence, I treat, so I treat grad school, grad school like a job. So that means I give myself two to three weeks of vacation. My advisor says, preferably not at the same time, but you know, he says preferably so shit happens if you gotta go you gotta go exactly so that preferably hey if it works out that way if not if i need to take three weeks off straight because you know there was this really good deal on groupon hey too bad but you might have family like family reunions Mm -hmm. or just family wants to come visit you might want to go camping or something like that you should you can't I mean, don't you say, hey, I'm in school as an excuse. Do that. Go spend time with your family, especially in the summertime. Depending on where you are, it is not snowing. It is hot. It is barbecue season. It is drinking at 2 o'clock in the morning season. Not Sorry. 
Well, yeah, two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not drunk. It is drinking at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday yeah. summer barbecue type season. Even if do you, it. Even if you can't go home, like do these things with other graduate students. We just had a cookout not too long ago. Yep. And I mean, it was just nice. It was nice being around graduate students and not hearing anybody bitch complain and moan about their research. It was we just didn't nice. Talk about research at, at all. all. Like it was just beautiful. It was. It, I, I I have no words. It was wonderful. Right. It, like, yeah, we didn't talk about research no, at all. Everybody just, they came, they ate their food, everybody was singing, they was dancing, we looked like Care Bears under a fire. I mean, it was just great. <laughs> it's just We needed to go someplace where it actually have a thing, though, where we didn't have to, like, leave at midnight, leaving when it got dark outside. I know. Because we basically was like, but people was tired, you did do all the cooking, so you was tired, and you was ready to take your ass home. Yeah. I <laughs> was drunk off my rockers. It was time for me to go home. <laughs> um, but it's good. It's like you need to unwind. And yep. I mean, that's what some of these, like, to me, the summer has a lot of holidays that although I don't necessarily celebrate or nothing. Like independence for who? Yeah. It's like, it's good to just go and be with other students and just have fun. You don't need to do all that other stuff. But, you know. I mean, it's summertime. You're about to be wearing sandals. Go get a pedicure. Put some pretty nail yeah, polish, polish on. on. Put some Men, nails on. You can still get a manicure. And a pedicure. Yo, and a pedicure. Mm-hmm. I meant, when I said manicure, I was like, man, manicure those toes. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> we, especially if you go, you know. Yeah, go get your hair braided. Sling your shit to the side. Like, have some fun. Like, you, this is a time where you ain't got to answer to a whole bunch of professors. Only your advisor, mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually will get my hair dyed. I'll rock some crazy hairstyles. And I'll live I'm a happy life. I'm getting my hair dyed. <laughs> now I ain't got to interviews no more. I know, right? Like, it was like, my just have it be fun. In a few weeks. And that's the thing. Like, the summertime is for you to have fun. Uh, get work done. Be productive. Keep everything chill. Self-care to me is... Picking up a TV show mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with research. I don't know why, but I used to hate medical shows. Now I would oh. sit here and watch better. I cannot. Me get, and Grey's Anatomy is. The I shit. could never get into Grey's Anatomy. Mm. I couldn't do it. But now I'm like, all right, maybe I should start. I made it to episode two and then I gave up. Yay. Um, I mean, the first season was a little. It, I mean, it was, it was a bad. little slow. But, I mean, especially when you think about it now, like right now, I think the first season was probably when I was like in high school. So you kind of deal with it but it does get better it's a little bit of a heartbreak yeah i mean i right now i'm reliving life in living single and watching Mm -hmm. golden girls to make me laugh and i my husband has been watching basketball i just started new amsterdam new amsterdam is great that's the only doctor Doctor yeah what about um house i like house because he's sarcastic Mm -hmm. and i get it if I had to deal with people who had a whole bunch of illnesses every day, I, too, would probably be a cynic. That's why I didn't go to med school. Mm, that's why I decided, yep, that's why I changed my major, because I was like, the healthcare was so, it was, there was two sides of the coin. There was one of it, I was working in the healthcare field, so I was a nurse assistant, and it really irked me that people couldn't get the care that they needed because mm-hmm. they didn't have money or people were treated differently based on if they had regular, like, private insurance or Medicaid. Mm-hmm. But then it also irked me where... And just even seen it in my family where people, I mean, I know the black community and I've learned more about this, how the black community doesn't really trust doctors. Yes. But it really irked me when your doctor's like, here's a pain, here's blood 
carcinogenic medication. You need to take it three times a day. And they're like, well, I don't want to take it three times a day. I'm just going to take all three pills at the same time. And then wonder why you went up to the hospital with low blood pressure. I don't know who's doing that. My uh, dad did that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but so they don't even listen to the directions. So I was just like, I can't deal with this. But I we digressed quite hard. Yeah. Self-care can come in the form of making sure you plan just mini trips. Like mm-hmm. one on summer, I, I went to a whole bunch of wineries and I got my life. Like mm-hmm. I came back with wine bottles that stored me all the way up until spring. Uh, <laughs> I was Damn, how many wine bottles? Because we got rid of mine in one day. Uh, Lot. I was happy. And this I is mean, why I don't have a savings account. No money in my savings thing right now. Yeah, don't empty your savings account, but just take care of you. Make sure buy yourself some cute clothes. I love sundresses. I love having my toes out. So I will buy a whole bunch of dresses and flip flops. I will make sure my hair looks the way I want it to look. I will make sure that my nails are always cut kept up. I will I don't know, like even me and my husband, we go out more. Like, mm-hmm. in the summertime. We don't necessarily have to go to bars and stuff, but sometimes we'd be like, hey, let's just go sit outside. Let's go have a let's drink go for somewhere. A walk in the park. Let's go eat dinner here You got to bundle up and put scarves and hats on. No. Just walk out looking cute. And that's it. Like, take care of yourself. Play right. a video game or two or four or five. Like, just do things that you like. Yeah. Read books. Read plenty of books. I just found out about a book while I was um. So we were at the bottom of the library. <gasps> we, should, we should make a, a B-I-J-T-G book list. Ooh, I like that. But I just saw this really cool book that I just screenshot. It's called Binti, the Complete Trilogy. So it seems really cool. It's a Hugo Nebula and World Fantasy book. And the character on there is a black girl. So I know I'm going to love this. So I am going to share it with everybody on BHTG Instagram. I think I'm going to read it first to make sure. I don't want to be sharing something that is complete trash. But I don't think it's trash. But I... um. I read The Children of, um, is it The Children of Blood and... Bone. Bone. Yep, I read that. Actually, I read that in January. Yeah, I usually do a lot of good summer reading. Like, because to me, reading something that's not Mm science-related kind of offsets having to read a whole bunch of articles and take notes on those during the day. That night, to get, like, one good chapter of a good book you like... Nice. Yeah, I think we're going to do a summer reading list. We're going to have one of just pure fantasy, and we're going to have one of some self-reflection, because I've read several books that were just reflection about, like, just reflection about black being a black woman in academia or just being a black woman in general in America. Yeah, I mean, that's good. And if anybody has any suggestions, please hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. That'd be great. Right. All right, so we have one more thing that we got to talk about. Yep. And it's going to be... <laughs> a doozy one thing that you have to do in the summer that right. you should do in the summer that's right is right right um there ain't really nothing else to say listen to our past episode on writing where we gave you an entire spill on how to be productive in writing i do believe i mean if you're doing field work and you're mentoring mm-hmm uh, aside from telling them, not telling them, but guiding them, I hate saying telling. Instead, instead of just going around and watching everything they do and micromanaging your students, you should be able to guide them, let them, and give them enough time and room to figure stuff out on their own. And they should be comfortable coming to you for questions. That time in which they are trying to figure stuff out on their own, right. When you get home, before you jump into your TV show or your good book for your self-care, do a little bit of writing. 
I say if you're going to have a productive day and we're going by Sam's model of eight hours, a, you know, a day, mm-hmm. I would recommend that of those eight hours, four of them, if not more, if you don't have that much field work to do, needs to be dedicated to writing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm one of those people. I don't think I can write every single day. That's just not me. But even on the days where I'm not necessarily writing, I'm planning what I'm going to write the next time I write. So if that works for you, do it. But the whole goal is to, if you have research that you've already done mm-hmm. and you're in the process of writing up a manuscript, or even if you're if you want to just jump ahead of the gun and you want to start formatting stuff for your dissertation, mm-hmm. do it. You're doing field work right now. You are doing methods. Write your methods while you are doing them. Hello. That is the best thing to do. Holly Berry, hallelujah. Like she just told you what to do. That's, I mean, write stuff down as you go. Anything else this summer, write down what you are doing it in the format that you are doing Doing it. it. I mean, and then, you know, you make it pretty and you're nice and you jazz it up for wherever you're going to submit your research as a manuscript. But as of now, Record everything you do. Mm-hmm. I would say invest in a damn good lab notebook. Yep. My advisor put me on to, was it the Rocket, Rocket Books? Book. And man, look, uh, I love writing. And I love writing with a pencil and paper. And I thought I was wasteful. But now with this Rocket Book, like, don't I don't have to be wasteful. And I still get that kick. Like, to me, I can't just type everything and put it in the computer and be like, here you go. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to write it out first for my personal and then I can transcribe it via, you know, computer. So do what works for you. Get you a lab notebook. If you like an electronic lab notebook, mm-hmm. we can recommend as many of those as you like. Just hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. Even an iPad with an Apple Pencil or a Surface with yes. a pencil, you can write with that. Yeah. But you just have to make sure. And one thing about that is it always has to be, you have to make sure you charge it. There have been times where I have pulled out my iPad to realize it is on 10% battery, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, and I keep, and I'm really good at trying to make sure that everything I have is, I have a record of it, mm-hmm. I have it saved in the cloud somewhere, and if I need to pull it up, it's easy for me to do. So the summertime is, the main goal is to write everything that you can possibly write so that when it's time for you to actually get to the the meat and potatoes of everything you're doing, it's all right there, it's all organized, you ain't got nothing to stress out. Yep, and I looked back to see what episode our writing episode was, and it was episode seven. Mm-hmm. So go back and listen to episode seven. The same rules apply yep. during the summer as they do during the fall as far as writing. Try to pick a time if you know that you're most productive in the morning, you write in the morning. Or maybe you have to write in the afternoon. God forbid you might have to write in the middle of the night, depending on who you are. But yeah. there have been times where I've been so mad that I've been driving and I've had to use my phone and be like, hey, dictate this because these are the ideas I have. Or yeah. I have to pull over in a rest stop and be like, these are the ideas that I have so I won't forget them. I can now say that I've identified as an early morning and midday writer. Occasionally, when I'm really, really feeling it, I can write in the evenings. But usually, I've trained myself that after a certain time at night, mm-hmm. probably like five thirty-six, turn it off. Whatever you write is gonna be trash. Yeah, like <laughs> I turn all, I turn all that off, and I'm like, hey, this is Maya. This mm-hmm. is not Maya, the grad student. This is just Maya, and I do what I like to do in those times. So. Yeah. So, I know that our episode was a little bit late, 
we are what maybe on the third week of the cycle instead of every other week. No, and there's a yeah, very yeah. there's a very 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 good reason as to why we uh our podcast didn't come out last Monday. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? Bitch, I graduated. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I was I'm so happy. So uh yeah, it happened. It happened. I am Doctor Samika Halsey. Whoa! I love it. Even though people have been like, oh, you could have called you a sock. I'm like, nah, I'm going to wait till, because I don't want nobody talking about, technically you're not, because you haven't walked across the stage. But guess what? I walked across that stage, four inch white heels. We got video evidence, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> got my hood, got my hat. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, nobody it, can take that away from me. It I was love. beautiful. I loved it. And it was under an hour and 30 minutes, which is a record for me at a graduation. I don't even think it was under. I think it was under an hour. No, it was an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, they gave her 30 minutes for a speech. Whoever oh, y'all had as a speaker. It was the wonderful. The entire time I was sitting there just thinking, titles, titles, titles. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to remember that for the rest of my life. Titles, titles, titles. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, when they introduced her, they like literally. And then at the end, it was like, and she's a mother to certain kids. I'm like, oh, after all that, y'all want me like, oh, and the, she's a. Was it Daenerys Targaryen? Mm-hmm. Titles, the titles, titles. I am the unbirth, the protector of the seven worms, the and that, and the. I have freed the slavers and all that stuff. I, I was like, all right, sis, just, just get your speech so we can go. <laughs> I was trying my hardest not to roll my eyes, but I don't know if it, it. Yeah, but it was cool, and the things she talked about, I didn't necessarily agree with everything she said, but it's always, um, I was also thinking, because she was a um, person that graduated from the Esther school that I graduated from. Mm-hmm. I was like, in 20 years, they're going to try to invite me back as <laughs> the person who was the first black PhD, and they're going to have to pull me off that stage with a hook, because they ain't going to like what I got to say. Yeah, I was like, mm, well... <laughs> What did I do? I was I was just in the back. I don't like being like with the main crowd. So but I, I saw her. There. I was happy. I was like, yay! And I definitely, I was scared because I thought it was going to pronounce your name wrong. And I uh, thought I was going to have to like yell your name and spell it out. Oh, don't worry. I would have been then. I would have been like, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. I've been here five years. Y'all even asked me for the pronunciation of my name. And I spelt it Sam Neek. S A M N I K A with the little things, and y'all still can't pronounce that shit right. Even Halsey, I was like H A L Z. I honestly feel like it is a black thing, cause like I don't understand. It's Maya. My name is Maya. Well, they, try, they try to change it, to, or they try it, to make it more ethnic than it's it actually Maya, is. Maya, I get Maya. Like, are they? Tr- oh, so they doing the whole? Um, my name was literally Maya. Maya. <laughs> what was the guy's Maya name? Maya. Keenan and Pale, Keenan Pale, when it was like, he's like, he was pronouncing the names, just all hood, like, he's like, no, that's not your name. He was pronouncing them like, Ew. yeah, I was like, I'm literally named after the woman in New Why the Cage Bird Sings. Like, come on, y'all, just yeah. get it together. I mean, yeah, it was weird, but yeah. I, I loved it. I, they pronounced the name right, so I was yeah. proud. The faculty were okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was happy. Like, I think... Yeah, some of my family were able to make it. I was very grateful for that. There was no, I don't think if they were not, like if my sister had not been there or my cousin, I don't think I would have been able to walk across that stage. Mm. Like I, I think halfway through when we were getting closer to the, they did the doctorate last, I was, I was holding on to my necklace, which is because my mom had passed away. So 
um, I have her ashes, and I was just like holding onto my necklace, like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm literally, I'm really about to be doctor. Ah! Like, just like my mom will be so proud of me. It's like I can't cry. Maya's gonna come up to me with a spray bottle, like, stop it, stop it, stop yeah. it. Yeah, uh, look, <laughs> we did hair, we did makeup, we had to. You, everything was planned. Yeah, everything was perfect. I hope you um, will share some of the photos. From yeah, graduation. I think I only shared one, but I need to share more. I didn't share all of them on BIJTG, but I definitely will. I mean, um, people can follow our personals. Yeah, that definitely. Mine is what at Musician Girl Zero Six. But you probably, you guys probably saw the one I was like, "Bitch, I graduated." Yeah, and I, I mean, look, and um, really- they don't know what they did by <laughs> letting me earn this degree. Um, I, yeah, and I, the next time I'm going to have some special news. I can't talk about it right now. I know. But, um, let's just say, as Daenerys Tarkadarian, they about to let me break this wheel sooner than I thought I was going to be able to break the wheel. Just don't be a tyrant. (laughs) Well, see, and I was thinking about that stuff before the last episode, and I'm like, oh, fuck, now I can't even use Daenerys' references anymore. Mm, I mean, look, I guess we need to sign off. On saying what our plans are for the summer. Yeah. Sam is basically done with the PhD life, but she still has a little bit of postdocing to do. Yeah, I did. That's one thing. I so I did start as a postdoc. Um, I actually started as a postdoc last month. Mm-hmm. So that's some new collaborations that I'm going to be working on. So I'm basically just working on that, finishing up, publishing some of my dissertation scholarships, and trying to navigate finding me a full-time job yes yep i'm trying to do that and then helping maya with some field work so yes I am lord definitely i'm still that i'm still that uh still field tech <laughs> unpaid field tech. my unpaid field tech my overqualified i'm her overqualified unpaid, unpaid field, field tech. tech hey look <laughs> hey ain't nothing wrong with it Mm-mm. and i guess my plans for the summer are to write and I don't have a student to mentor this summer. I'm kind of sad about that, but you gotta I need to focus, and I kind of just need a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, this school year has been a little rough on me, of course, with like losing my original advisor and mm-hmm. then the transition to a new advisor and all that went with that. So, I mean, like this summer to me is more really going to be very lax, really going to be a lot of self-care. Mm-hmm. And... Also trying to just finish stuff that I got going. I have a manuscript that I'm trying to get out as soon as possible, so I need to just focus and write on that. Mm-hmm. I have field work that I've been planning probably since February, March, so that's going to happen. And what I love is that I've planned it so well that it'll pretty much all be done in June. Like, yep. <laughs> I love it. Other than that, I am, I'm just going to work. And do what I need to do. In the time after my field work, I plan on formatting my dissertation so it'll be easier to submit. Starting to talk to my committee members so that I can start planning when I need to have my committee meeting as well as defend my dissertation in the fall. Have everything ready so I can submit my dissertation in the fall and be the hell out of here by December. Yeah, so you should probably be defending earlier. Like, you're probably going to defend, like, maybe... September, October? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's my goal. It's just, like, grab my shit and get the hell out of here. And I'm ready. If we can sum up what we think your goals are for the summer, I will honestly say live by these three words. Plan, do, and relax. 
plan, do, and relax. Like that's I love that. All you have to do for the summer. Plan DDR. what you need to do. Do what you need to do. And then sit your ass down <laughs> and relax. Like sit your ass down. Relax. Go to some parties. Go swimming. Have a drink. Not too many. I mean, like, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Go to therapy if you need to. Prepare yourself for the fall and the spring. Work out. <gasps> Work out. You ain't got to do cardio. Just do a little bit. Or shop. Or what? Or shop. Like, if you have oh, some money, shop. shop. Like, Shopping. if you like Sam, work out. But if you like me, spend money that you don't have. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, don't shop that much. Window shop. There you go. Just go try on stuff. That's cardio in a in a power mall. walk that mall. There you go. From store to store. Yeah. So remember, plan, do, relax. Yep. All right. And with that, sadly, this is the last episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Season one is over, and we're gonna sign off. But we also want to let you guys know that during the summer we won't be doing a lot of episodes. We'll probably have like a four-part series. Oh, bitch, I'm just trying to get a job. There you go. Because while I am still in grad school, I am trying to get the jump on postdocs. I mean, just learning how to navigate and communicate postdocs. So that's important to me. That's definitely something I was doing last summer. So that's definitely something. If this is about to be your final year, it is time to start the process of preparing your research statement, your CV, your personal statement. Because you will be applying for jobs in the fall with the hopes of getting interviews in the late fall, early spring. Yeah. And, I mean, it's going to be a whirlwind effect. Don't let that, like, come back and smack you in the face. Just try and do as much of it as you can mm-hmm. as soon as you can. And you're going to be seeing job ads that say, hey, I just see this job ad, and it's due three days later. Yeah. You do not have three days to be coming up with all that stuff. You nope. need to work on it. Do what you need, you need to, to revise do. and edit so, and all that stuff. Do so, what you need to do. I guess this is going to be our final Bitch. I'm just trying to graduate. Oh, shit. I just did. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter. You can follow us at B-I-J-T-G underscore podcast. Instagram. And Instagram, B-I-J-T-G underscore podcast. You can follow our personals, Maya underscore phenomenal one. Mine is musiciangirl06. Yeah. I mean, just follow us. Keep in touch with us. We're also going to, you know, randomly pop in and give y'all episodes during the summer, but they just won't be as many. Yeah. They might be infrequent. It might just be some summer updates on what the hell we're doing. Yep. And we will love it if you will like, subscribe, and rate our podcast on the various platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, please, please give us a give us a rating, and we should be bringing the podcast to YouTube soon. Yes, that was that is definitely a goal that maybe I now have more time to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, don't don't feel bad. Like we're we're still doing stuff. We're gonna try and put out some fun little things for you guys in the summer. So definitely follow us and follow what we're doing. We'll definitely keep up with you. We'll see you guys partly in the summer, and we'll start back in the fall. fall. And you guys, please take care of yourselves. Please take care of yourselves. Be safe out there. Like, we don't want to lose any of you guys. And just have a good summer. Have a good summer. All right. Graduate, bitches. (laughs) Graduate. (laughs) Hey, 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 hey.